Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Alliance podcast. My name is Conor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stout. And today, we are covering Iron Fist 2, Valley martial of the Martial art Damned. mayhem in the forest of fear. What are you talking about? It's martial art mayhem in the forest of fear. I'd, it says right there. I beg to differ. Valley of the <laughs> Damned is down the bottom. Now, before we start going into the issue, just some news. Um... For any people who play Marvel Heroes or are interested in playing Marvel Heroes but declined it because it had no Iron Fist, he should be coming out in a couple of weeks. I recommend the game. It's just like Diablo, but with Marvel, just be careful you don't end up spending too much money. It's not exactly pay to win, but you might find yourself going, ooh, I like that costume, and shelling out you know, heaps of bucks for it. So, yeah. Now, is this on a home system, or is this... Uh, this is on PC. Okay, you so can it's, find it's... it on Steam if you Google it. It'll give you the info, and your Iron Fist default costume will be the white and gold costume. But the other costume is his classic costume, so there's that, I guess. But yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, so, December, no, yeah, December 1975. Nothing else was happening. Christmas. Well, I mean... And my birthday, I was four. <laughs> Alright, well, your birthday, I guess. Christmas. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to be beeping that out. Yep. <laughs> 30 don't seconds in and Connor has dropped the F-bomb. We'll drop more bombs than that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so, let's get to... So, before we get to the cover, this issue was written by Chris Claremont, drawn by John Byrne, F. Kermonte oh, was the inker. Sorry about the mispronunciation. <laughs> Joe Rosen is the letterer. Michelle W is the colorist again, and Marv the Wolfman is the editor. So yes, this cover is pretty good. Yes, it is. Great, actually. actually a lot of good detail on the plant monster. Actually, you should describe what's happening first, because they might be a bit lost at plant monster. Um, Giant plant monster is lurching out from the right of the page. Yep. Iron Fist is punching it square in the gut with a normal fist while charging his right fist with the Iron Fist. And then in the front here, we have a blonde in a like pod filled with fluid. She is trapped. And she looks not in great shape. No, she's out of it. Yeah. And unless that fluid is oxygen, she might be in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's uh, got a red background going from light red to darker red as it goes from bottom to top. Uh, yeah, it's quite nice. The plant monster looks great. Looks like oh, a... I, I did a little digging. Literally? And, yeah, I'm trying to find it now because I didn't mark it. Keith Pollard is credited as the cover artist. Where'd you find that? Uh, it's on the cover of number three at the very bottom of the page. Is he the guy is that's he... been doing all of them? I think he is, because if you look at the art style, it matches everything we've seen. Yeah. I don't actually 
I have the masterworks in front of me, so I don't actually have access to three right now. Um, hmm. Well, yeah, that's it's the only cover, I believe, in the entire run that actually features an artist's name. They should probably feature his name more often. Hmm. So I I do think it's odd that the interior artist was not doing any of the covers because that's not really normal. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Actual issue number eight. It's honest to God, John Byrne. Draw okay. the cover. Byrne and Atkins as the inker. All right. But as for this mystery cover artist, it looks like it's this guy. So we get to the first page, and the title is Valley of the Damned. And Iron Fist is sitting at uh, Professor Lee Wing's bedside. Looks like he's attempting to heal him a bit with his chi, or ease him a bit. He's holding his hand in both hands, and his hands are glowing. And he is, well, in a monologuing in second person, again, <laughs> about how he's failed. Colleen's been captured, and Lee Wing is pretty much destroyed mentally by Angar the Screamer Mindstorm. And... He's pretty much saying they're his only two friends, and he has failed them. Yep. And yet, pretty bummed out. And it's a full page hospital splash. Looks pretty good. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the blood drip. <laughs> <laughs> like we mentioned before in the last podcast, this issue is entirely drawn by Byrne. There's no mistaking that Byrne did every single panel in this book. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Now we get to oh, we get to the next page, and there's a nice shot of Iron Fist about to enter a flashback, looking perturbed, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like Batman when he thinks, I guess, when he thinks about the past. The past. And we get a flashback. No concussions. I'm missing nope. them. And he's remembering his first failure. And it goes and to get, and again they've gone with the round, rounded corners on the panels for flashbacks. Yep. And Iron Fist's eyes are blue. Well, I know they're blue, but uh, we usually talk about whether he has just the white eye slots or it shows his eyes. But it's sort of done both here. They're white mm-hmm. eye slots with blue pupils. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, back to Kunlun. It shows Iron Fist in what looks like a ceremonial gi, and he's got the dragon brand on his chest. So he's not quite the Iron Fist yet, but he has faced Shulu. And it states that this is the week before the test of the many and the one. And he got ambushed on his way home from meditation by some bull jerk wielding a weapon. A sharp, pointy weapon. Wielding a... I'm going to guess... Well, if that's third panels and it's a like a straight dagger, it's not really a sword. Yeah. It's a, it's a bread knife. And I like this, so they're pretty much just being racist jokes. They're like, you dare to join the ranks of the Immortals of Kunlun. Now, I like to think this is... And uh, everybody is in this entire issue that he has problems with keeps referring to him as like an outworlder dog. See, they're racist, and that's... I like to think these guys are the insert for the fans who are constantly crying for an Asian Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So, they're just like these people. Just look at him. His angry face wielding a knife, yeah. 
So he dispatches two coasts. Guessing that's how you pronounce that, sir. Tuckus. With a kick to the head or chin, goes flying back. Um, and this is all drawn pretty well. Well, it's drawn great, I should say. Uh, it's drawn very well. The coloring, however, in the original issue is smothering the artwork. It's pathetic. The coloring's not amazing here in the masterworks, but I like it enough that I prefer it in color than black and white, sort of. Because with black and white, it's getting to the point where it's harder to tell what's going on. And now as he's dispatching two coasts here, he's making some very good statements that if he was to become an immortal, it's because they will it. Yep. Uh... Pardon me, they will that as well. That he's not in control of his destiny, it's the gods through UT that will it so. And he's sort of on the right track. Just subtract the gods bit. And then from out of nowhere, someone else chimes in with, Is that so, Outworlder? How pleasant to see the Earther mortal adopt our ways so fervently. And here comes the League Jerk. Yep. Mr. Jerk, whose apparently name is Marin. Yep. And he's... Yeah, he doesn't... Very very tight pants. And he's complaining that Iron Fist replaced him. And then Iron Fist points out, well, I defeated you in fair combat, and now he's going, it was my birthright, my heritage to face the dragon, you took that from me. And it parallels and another certain two people, which we'll find out about later. Shh, don't Shh. ruin it for the listeners. I, I didn't say which people. And then for, of course, and now you'll pay, as always means, I'll send a hundred other people to beat you up while I stand here and watch. Yeah, I like I like the way that Kunlun is drawn again. The trees, the sort of glass look of the city. It's all very alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mer- wherever the hell Marin is walking out of. Yeah, it's it's really confusing, but I don't mind it because I like that effect. I mean, it's supposed to be an alien it's, city, right? It's definitely not of this earth. Yeah, exactly. So he sends a bunch of goons after him, and Iron Fist starts beating the snot out of them. Because he wants to dance on Iron Fist's corpse. Yeah, this guy's a real champ. I, I gotta... even like the detail John Byrne put in uh, Danny's boots there. He did the uh, like soft leather boots and actually mm. put the effort in to put the front seam with like cross-stitching across them. Yeah. Yeah, it is good, actually. I, gotta, I, like, I want to point out that panel... Um, on the left page, the bottom middle one, he, he's just punching that dude into that wall. Looks like that would kill him. <laughs> Is that a wall or did the background just get blown out? I have no idea. I don't think so because it's happening in the other panel as well. So, so Iron Fist is hiding the... hiding... <laughs> fighting these hundred or so men, but after a while he begins to feel the strain. And... Because after every time he takes out one guy, two more pop up, and yeah, the strain of this starts to wear on him. Yeah. And that one man cannot stand against a hundred. And sooner or later, some clown is bound to get a lucky shot, and some clown does. So Iron Fist gets whacked in the back of the head with a stick that breaks Goes down, and everyone's all like... pig pile on top of him, throwing punches, and Mister Marin's there. You've got him. You've got the earth of scum. Now hold him, you fools. Don't give him a chance to get away. It's a scene straight out of Dublin or the valley in our very own Brisbane. 
So he's getting thrown a whooping. And Marin's talking smack, of course, about, you know, since he can't have the power of the Iron Fist because he took it first, then he'll take it away from him. And he, of course, also pulls out a large knife. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, a ninja does appear. But not a normal ninja. Yeah, not the ninja. Nope. Just a, a person wearing a ninja sort of disguise. And they um, chop them, karate chop them in the back. I think so, yeah. There's a blow to the lower back while stating, you know, this is not really the attitude of a noble of Kunlun to be exhibiting. And she actually calls him Lord. Especially, yeah, beating someone to death in, like, Kunlun's equivalent of a back alley, which still looks pretty pretty, I guess, is... Yeah, definitely not nobleman behavior. Well, not supposed to be. Then, this mysterious... So this mysterious person is being the snot out of this guy, but then she, uh, it, it, the, they get grabbed from behind by a big, bald person. Yep. And then they kick him in the kneecap. knee? Kneecap? Yep. And he goes, ow... And then, By the time I'm done with you, we'd be lucky if you can crow anything at all. And then they punch him dead in the face. And as that person's going down from that blow to the face... He grabs at the he, mask. He grabs at the mask and it tears. And they said, by the seven pits of hell, no, my mask. Dragon's bones, look! And, and everyone's in shock as they look forward to see... A woman. a woman, my brothers, a woman <laughs> trained in the warrior's arts. And Danny's just like, Miranda? <laughs> the one and our mystery ninja is also blonde-haired, blue-eyed, yep. with the mask ripped off and, of course, showing cleavage because it's a comic book for boys. The mm-hmm. one and only. I'm sorry, Daniel. I almost got away with it. And the fight was going so well, too. So... Then everyone's just completely stunned. Then some other guy in a similar outfit, except he's a male, kicks, just comes in fly-kicking someone in the face, and he calls him fat. Yep. And he takes and the mob to pieces. And makes a crack that are, you're just going to sit there and let me do all the work? And Danny comes back with, you seem to be having such a good time, my friend. I didn't wish to spoil fun. But if you insist... And he throws the two muscle-bound goons over his shoulders. And then he warns Miranda of an incoming attack. But of course Miranda is like, I saw it coming anyway. And beats up that guy. With a chuff sound effect as she kicks him in the... Just above the belt. And makes the comment that she has more than enough skill to protect herself. And Iron Fist is outraged. And just yells, (laughs) skill you shouldn't have. (laughs) Your skill should be washing the dishes. <laughs> no, pretty much. And she asks why. Why should she not have that skill? Because I'm a woman. And then Iron Fist goes, because it's the law. And then Mystery Man, whose name is... What's his name? Um, Lord something. They don't say his name yet. And say his name later. Colonel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's something like that. And he says, is it the law on Earth? And if not, why should it be the law here? Because Danny says it's not the law on Earth. To break it, as I've done by teaching Miranda martial arts, is to invite death traitors, and someone throws a knife at Miranda, 
and Iron Fist catches the knife and then throws it back at him and it gets him in the shoulder. Pinning him to the wall. And Iron Fist isn't standing in front of the knife. He just grabs it as it's going past him. Mm -hmm. Like the guys who snatch arrows out of the air. And all the art is still consistently great. The weird light blue, purple, pink color scheme for Kunlun is really good. All the weird Mm -hmm. dimensions and stuff. Uh, It's hard to describe. You'd have to check it out yourself. We'll tell you where to pick that up later. Um, (laughs) And then out of nowhere, a giant spotlight turns on our three do-gooders, and apparently everybody else has run. Citizens, stand where you are. Yeah, Lord Lord Colonel do sign... And Lady Miranda Randko. Hmm. Mm. And they're both under arrest by the Order of UT. That's right, you've been naughty. Now we're at the interlude, and we see the plane that was carrying Colleen head toward the Gerard Aldin Halwan. Um, Sorry if I got that pronunciation wrong, I'm sure I've completely butchered it, but it is Wednesday the 11th of September 1975. And... Mm. Hassan, September eleventh. Hmm. So they get out of the plane, and uh, Hassan, the slave master jerk from the previous issue, with some blonde sailor with a big beard <laughs> and a turtleneck sweater, is carrying Colleen out of the ship. She's not quite unconscious, but she looks pretty out of it. And a very interesting dress they put her in, also. Because they're Which pervs. Is not, not the outfit she left in. They dressed her like that because John Byrne wanted to dress like that. So. And now apparently we also find out that Hassan apparently is the slave master. Because we well, were wondering what that yeah, was last time. Because it was very poorly explained. And he goes, Your master wishes to see you, your lord, your god. Doesn't that make you happy? Doesn't it? And she goes, It makes me happy. So it, she's sort of under his uh, thrall and he brings her to this elusive master and she has been totally conditioned he says and this master says you would stake your life on that of course and then obviously his life is forfeit for the woman is not totally conditioned since Colleen says go to hell (laughs) quite weakly though quite weakly or very pissed um well just with the small writing and the dots in between, it looks like she's struggling to say it. Is my interpretation. So our master here, whatever his name is, because I can't remember. Really? Yeah. It's late for me here. <laughs> it's Master Khan, for all you keen, keen listeners. Basically tells him that he's failed him one too many times, but he can still serve him. And by that, it will be his final service. You shall betray me, Hassan. If Iron Fist is determined to track me down, then I shall lay the trail he will follow. The better to ambush him and kill him. A simple plan, Hassan. Your treachery will be the bait that draws the young dragon into my trap. And of course, he's pleading for his life. And then, for some reason, the shadows that are being cast on a wall behind Hassan becomes a giant tiger claw. And he goes, please, no, he's essentially begging for his life and Master Khan is 
saying that he set him up as a traitor. So it can be bait to draw Danny into his trap. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how that works exactly. I mean, I'm sure there's other ways he could set bait, but... Um, and then we have a we have a shot of Colleen looking shocked as we see ah he's obviously died pretty horrifically. Back to the flashback, and or this maybe he just got a horrendous wedgie. I don't know. This is a great first panel here. It's a great it's... panel, but the explanation is kind of just silly. Yeah. Um, but it's Iron Fist. He sort of looks like he's uh. He's warming himself. He's uh, stealthing behind this big rock just outside of the gates of Kunlun. Because when you want to hide next to a rock, a green and bright yellow outfit. Hey man, he's using the arts of Imuri Jakku, the ninjutsu art of blending in with rocks to escape detection. He doesn't. He could be wearing a pink outfit, man. Actually, the pink outfit would probably blend in more than the green outfit. There's been enough outfit change for Iron Fist. I'm sorry, but the white Power Ranger outfit's got to go. Well, it is gone. <coughs> Thankfully. Yes, now, we, now we have the Bruce Lee tribute outfit. And it's it looks good in its own right as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a bit down the track. So he's hanging out by a rock. And Waiting all of a sudden, for something. In the, in the distance, we see a, a small silhouette of a man slide down a rope. Yep out of the wall of Kunlun. And Iron Fist knew his waiting has paid off, but he almost wishes it hadn't. Then he greets him, Con. And... <laughs> and uh, it's Lord Colonel from before, and he's startled, and he threatens him, answer or all, but then Danny reveals himself, and they start having a conversation. Danny points out that he should be in his quarters awaiting punishment, and instead, Colonel says he's running. So basically, they threatened. They didn't threaten. They said basically, what they're going to do is they weren't going to kill him. They were going to mind wipe him and Miranda. And, and this is one, yeah. One thing he asked them to save was his their love for each other because they love each other. That's why he trained her so she could protect herself. And he's just like, that's all I asked for is that our love remain. Is that so much to ask? And Danny's just like, uh, I suppose not. <laughs> it's not the first indication that Kunlun is a bit from perfect, but uh, you're starting to get the picture that this place is actually far from perfect. Yeah, there's a lot going on That's in just... the back rooms and shadows that people it's don't know about. not this fabled city of myth that everyone thinks it is. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, they're acting more like petty men than gods, so to speak. So, yeah, Iron Fist says going beyond the mists of Kunlun is crazy because it's death out there for everyone. Everyone knows that. And then they say, well, if I stay here, we're going to get mind wiped. And he just goes, forgetting who I am, forgetting everything is horrible. And he's correct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he said he would submit if only they let me keep my love for Miranda, her love for me. Was that so much to ask? And UT obviously refused. So they're to be mind watched. So now they're just escaping. Right. They'd rather take their risks out there in the beyond the mists yep. than be stuck in Kunlun. Yes, this perfect city, but having being completely brainwashed. Quote unquote perfect. Each other. 
And as while they're having this conversation, Danny is attacked from behind by Miranda, yep, who is gets... also also escaping. King hit sort of. She dives into him, and then he gets knocked out because. This Khan kicks him in the face, and his back of his head bounces off a rock with a crack. And he says, "Don't try to follow us, young dragon. Because if you do, I'll kill you." A lot of people seem pretty confident to take on a guy who beat up a dragon. On <laughs> now, this is interesting because before now, Kunlun was just a mystical city that shifted from the plane of Earth once every ten years. But now it's like, well, what's beyond the city of Kunlun when it's not on Earth? And these mysterious mists. So here we're about to find out for the first time some of the other stuff around Kunlun because it was never even indicated before really that there was anywhere outside the city. I actually had thought before because obviously I didn't read these actual issues until years later into getting into Iron Fist, just tracking down the issues and whatnot and collecting them all for me to get. Took me quite a few years because Comic shops didn't have full runs. I mean, I'd be lucky if I could find a back issue of the premieres or the Iron Fists yeah. at certain comic shops. So between visiting many comic shops and many um, conventions where you know groups of shops come together, I was able to finally piece a full set together. Another thing is I'm a stickler where I don't want to read a single issue until I finally have them all. So that held me up also, but I was really under the impression from reading like the Power Man and Iron Fist stuff and things like that, that it was literally just a city that was constantly popping up in different planes of existence. Because later on you find out that Kunlun actually visits Earth like it's not every 10 years, it's just every 10 years in the Himalayas. It pops up on other locations on Earth. Hmm like two other times where was this explained i can't even remember what book it is if it's if it was power man and iron fist or if it was namor or if it was something else might have been namor actually but they say that kunlun actually pops up in a couple different spots on earth but i thought it also popped up in completely different planets for a day or two all over the place so i thought it was something that was constantly moving I didn't realize that it had, like, for some reason, it's on a whole other planet. And just certain times, it just appears, or I don't even know if it appears, a gateway appears that you can travel through to get there. I think that's more of what actually happens. It doesn't physically appear, just mm. like a gateway opens up, and you can see through the gateway and see it there, so okay. it might look like it's here. Because in the later issues, and even in Mortal Iron Fist, it's always referred to as the gateway opening. Yeah. Or trying to open a new gateway, or build a train through a gateway, or all that stuff. Yeah, I think I think uh, it might pop up in different places of Earth, but when it's not on Earth, I think Kunlun is definitely in its own plane. Which is indicated as well, because they're next to this valley, and this you know, beyond the mists, so to speak. That's a constant, from what we understand, with Kunlun, when it's not on Earth. Like, this stuff is always there. Now, now what's the the living planet that's a Green Lantern? Uh, Margo? There we go. That's where it is. Margo is great. 
All right, so now we shoot back to Manhattan, uh, and a day later, now it is September 12th, 1975. I'll let you cover this bit. All right, we get Misty Knight kind of like spacing out on the top of a building, and we hear a penny for your thoughts, Miss Knight, and she is approached by a guy who is, she addresses as a doctor, and I think it's interesting that this guy is addressed as a doctor. When later on in Power Man and Iron Fist, a I can't remember if he's a cop or a detective. Oh, is this that uh, that Ty? Uh, what's his name again? Yes, yes, it's him. Some ridiculous he's, name, yeah. He's literally wearing the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that could be him right there. Wow. But I don't think it is. I think John Burns just rehashing a character he had already drawn. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about what's going on and how Professor Wing is doing and the doctor is stating that he's physically fine however mentally he's in rough shape he doesn't know what happened with that mind storm whatever it is <laughs> but yeah. it must have been pretty hairy because it broke him ground him up and spat him out leaving a man who's totally lost the will to live and now he's only alive because we're keeping him alive and they go to his room, and Misty's like, well, you look at that. Iron Fist has been sitting there for a day and a half now. Won't eat, won't sleep, just sits there and stares at the professor. And you can see that he's still holding his hand, and they're still glowing. Yeah. And she's like, what's he trying to prove? And the doctor's like, look at yourself. You've been here a day and a half. You won't eat, and you won't sleep. You just stand around and worry. What are you trying to prove? And the other point with this is Iron Fist is a freaking monk. <laughs> Him stand, him sitting cross-legged and channeling chain to someone is probably not that out of the ordinary for him. I feel like that that that's perfectly normal behavior for Danny Rand. Yeah, it's part of meditation and all that other stuff. Yeah, and I, I love the the idea actually that he's just like sitting there, sort of meditating for like a full day. So. And then out of the blue, our favorite detective. <laughs> Misty, uh, Misty, I've got some news. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some more classic lines in this one. It's like, <laughs> who's writing this crap? Uh, and the doctor's like, hey, Lieutenant Scarf, this is a hospital. You know, keep it down. <laughs> Belt up, Doc. This is important. So basically, Scarf just told him to, like, to go F himself. <laughs> I, I was like, well, shut up, cop. It's a hospital. It, oh, God. What if he woke some old lady and then she died of a heart attack because he was scared by this strange mustache man running around screaming like a moron? With his suit straight out of Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's wearing Sex Panther cologne. Oh. It's got real panther in it. <laughs> so he says they got a lead. On this, and this master lord creep who snatched her. One of his people has contacted Interpol and says he wants out, his life is in danger. So, this is the, uh, basically the bait that they're throwing them, this traitor. Right. Who's already dead, but yeah, he wants to blow the organization wide open in exchange for money and protection. Interpol says it's legit, and the meet's set for London. And. And Misty Ice asks him, what do you think? And he goes, honest engine. I think it's too convenient, too pat. I think it's a setup, and you're crazy to fall for it. 
It's a risk I gotta take. She's my partner. You were my partner once. That was a long time ago. Ooh, uh, what kind of partner? Not that long. You're a good cop, Misty. Uh, one of the best. And then Misty, for some reason, gets super upset. She says, I was a different woman then. I'm not the same woman anymore. That's the end of it. So just get out of here and leave me alone. You've done enough for one day. And then she starts crying. And says, blast you, Raphael Scarf. Blast you to hell. And crushing the bench with her hand. Which is indicating that something is odd there. Mm. Yep. But back like, to the flashback. Can we just stay on Misty for a second here? Now, okay. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why are you so upset? And he literally just said she used to be a good cop, one of the best. Why does that, why does that make her so upset? Doesn't make any sense. It sounds like seems like they're just hamming it up to show that that Misty actually has a backstory. You know what I mean? Well, I think what they're hinting at, which I believe we're going to get into in later episodes, is that upon losing her arm from the explosion, uh, she also lost her job. Oh, okay. Well, because makes... she was now considered a handicapped amputee. Oh, right. Despite the fact that that arm is, like, super awesome. Right. Well, even though she has a robotic arm, I think she's still classified as, you know, disabled. So she can no longer be a cop just because of that physical problem. So back to the flashback now. And Iron Fist is sort of in this really... uh, That's weird. He's, like... This is just very (laughs) weird, the way this is set up. Yeah. Because we have, like, a shot of the guy and the girl that he was fighting and standing over him and like it's in yellow with all these circular waves around him and he's like the pain the pain it was annoying yeah it, it, it was it wasn't to too much but... your chi to damp it out but nothing happened everything in your head was all muddled up uncoordinated i think he's just trying and to the... say he feels like really like weird and out of it like he wasn't exactly in pain but He's very disoriented, maybe. And then all of a sudden, this, like, green leaf hand has him by the top of the head. He's a son. And he's like, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Sethugar. Sethugar. The human is awake. Good. I'd begin to think we'd stung him unto death. Arise, young dragon. Rejoice that you still live. But do not try to struggle. The cords that bind you are unbreakable. Then it reveals these plant monsters, and they are straight up old school Doctor Who villains, really. Oh yeah, big time. Um, like they're just these giant. Well, they're giant plant monsters. I don't know how else to describe it, really. One's got a pointy head. One yes. doesn't. And so what... they are they are a little bit different each. And he, of course, is like, "Who are you? Now, how would you pronounce their race?" Uh. Hylithri? Hylithri? Uh, hmm. If any uh, listeners want to write in on how to pronounce that, that'd be super. Unfortunately, there's no <laughs> Kunlun-ian thing on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. But the giant... Pl- let's just call them... Uh, let's just call them giant plant people. Because <laughs> we're going to well, say Hylithri or whatever. We are the Hylithri, the, the people. We are sworn enemies of the Kunlun human, and of all who reside within her walls. And you, and you are, are a prisoner. prisoner. 
And then Iron Fist has a flashback within a flashback. That's right. And unfortunately, the corners aren't like double rounds or anything to explain that, but whatever. And he remembered he regained consciousness and he followed their trail. And he remembered being angry at how easily he got King hit. So, and then he climbed up the valley, or the the last mountain or whatever, just outside of Kunlun. Not mountain, you know, hill, I don't know, big rocky cliff thing. And he first witnessed the land beyond the mists, the dark lands of legend for the first time. And... It's, his anger seemed like a puny, trivial thing indeed, and it was beautiful, so beautiful that Kumon itself paled in comparison. So it's not really that terrible at all. And right. he remembered bending to sniff at a flower. Then the flashback within a flashback ends there. Yep. And he goes, Are all your flowers that formidable? One sniff and I was helpless. And apparently that should have killed Iron Fist. Yep, you should have died. But it did not. Forrest should have killed your friends, yet it made them welcome. That has never happened before in 10,000 centuries. And then... My friends are still alive. For the moment, we discovered... Until we discover why the Hylithria feel so benevolent to you three aliens and no others. Alien? I'm no alien. So, are they speaking about themselves in the third person? Well, it's, it's revealed that the high, oh god, whatever that word is, <laughs> Hylithria, the Hylithria is the entire planet, and they are Hylithria, the people, so they are like physical, moving, speaking parts of the planet. They're is it an offshoot the whole planet, or is it, it just this, like, forest? No, I think the whole planet is alive because they talk about when the accursed city arrived and you came with your weapons and your hate and you scarred the land, warped it so nothing would grow but what you planted. The Hylithria tried to communicate, tried to understand, but you burned us down again and again until we felt, until all we felt was a hate to equal yours. A hate that has lasted a million sun turns. Yeah. Obviously a bit of meta-commentary as well. <laughs> There's some uh, ecological terrorist action going on here. Well, we're going to get plenty of that in Namor. Oh, yeah. And Iron Fist is like, why? Why should we hate you? And he says, because you are trapped here, alien, and prisoners hate their prison." Especially if they know they can never escape. Yeah. I still don't understand what kind of people. We are not people alien. We are Hylithria. And the Hylithri is the world. Our world. We are the world. We are the people. We are the ones to make a brighter day. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start living. Wow. And they go on to say that they're pretty much the entire planet. Now the art in all these bits is great. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Valley looks beautiful. Uh, you know, all the tree people will literally look great. Um, and they're not speaking like ants, thank God. Oh, Hobbit, you must be... Most boring tree people ever. <laughs> oh. 
So anyways, Mr. Head Bushman <laughs> says that uh, we're going to bring you to the heart of the Hylithri. And there is no escape and no rescue because they, they need to find out why these you three weren't killed instantly by the other parts of this world. Why they showed you mercy and made things beautiful for you instead of just killing you because of because you're trespassing alien scum. So he's like, bring the others. And we see a close-up of Iron Fist's eye. And he's like, oh, no, oh, no. What's all, but by all that's holy. And this, like, big rolling, moving plane Plant. comes yeah. rolling up with two giant pus-filled pods with uh, the two escapees he was tracking, floating in. And there's another pod that's gaping open, awaiting him. The last pod is for you, young dragon. Be not afraid. It will only seem like a long and dreamless sleep. And then Iron Fist has another second-person monologue thingy, and he feels power coursing through his body, power as he never felt before. It's agony, but you do not cry out, and the dragon stirs within you. Your hands begin to smolder to glow until they become unto things of iron, and Iron Fist is born. So this is the first time he's used the Iron Fist. Yep. The first time he summoned it, right here. And he broke those unbreakable bonds. And then he picks Shit a fight with... Cow. They love that sound effect. But yeah, he picks a fight with the big tree person. And... He's got both hands charged up. He kicks the one tree person dead in the chest. He falls backwards into one of the pods that contains the girl. It looks like it shatters in many different areas like glass and fluid is leaking out and, and uh, yeah so he's giving head, him a lecture as well yeah head bushman is like you are a cancer human you must be destroyed lest all of Helithra become infected and die and he's saying that a body can't return hate for hate if it does it destroys itself and then the tree person points out would you and the tree, the tree person drops a bomb he's like yeah how do you feel about Harold Meacham, pretty much? And Arthur's is like, oh, oh. Then he gets tapped by a leaf. Yep. <laughs> Tap. <laughs> it's the sound effect. Yep. And it leaves, like, uh, pricklies in his face. Yep. And then he swings at Head Bushman again and he misses because the pain from the from the leaf sting tap is, is getting to him. And he hears Daniel and Miranda's voice. So far away, he can barely hear it. And now he's on the ground, and more tentacles seem to be smacking at Danny. You must help her. You must. You must. Gods of Kunlun, never have you known so much pain. Miranda, I, I, She's I. crying out for help. Please help me, brother. And then Danny goes, I can't. And... Brother, she called you brother. And that's as he passes out. And I'll... That's foreshadowing... And the tree person also points out that he can't accuse them of hate when he's filled with so much hate, obviously. Because we know Iron Fist is just a raging hate machine right now. Yes. And apparently they decide to split and leave him because I guess he's a danger to even bring with him. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if they think they've killed him with his their stings or not, but it doesn't take. He gets up. Apparently he's poking about he's a bit. Back he in the valley. His way. He heads back home, and then we see this beautiful shot of oh, yeah. Kudlun, and it definitely makes it look like it's all glass and crystal. Yeah, looks really good. Crazy. 
great, great, great panel. Yeah. And Kunlun Toon was beautiful in the sunlight. Even looks a bit Kryptonian, dare I say. Might have to oh, check yeah, out. Big time. Might have to check yeah, out Burns' drawings of Krypton because I can't really remember them. Besides them being, you know, no. Other than that short, was it a twelve issue run he did? Six. It was only six issues he did. Oh, did he did do one set on Krypton? Did he? No, I'm just thinking about the origin standalone like mini series he did. Yeah, is that the origin? The eighty six. Yeah, it's a total retelling of the origin. Yeah, that was that was six issues. I actually have it on my bookshelf right now. I remember the Mr. Kent wanted to put like pilgrim buckles on his boots. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a big collar. And he, he makes the comment here that uh, Seth Thargar had called it the city of hate and the valley of the damned, and yet your father had spoken of it with love. It doesn't really look, yeah. I mean, oh, that panel is just so good. The even the mountains look great. Mm-hmm. Got to say the colorist did pretty well here, and the yes. echo. And uh, he comments, and Miranda had merely died. And then we cut back to present with Misty Knight going, "How is he?" And Iron Fist is still at Lee Wing's bedside, holding his hand, both still glowing, resting, sleeping actually but with only good dreams to pass the hours. I think he'll be all right now. And Misty's like, I'm glad. Have you ever been to London? No, why? we got to go see a man about a kidnapping. You are are Iron Fist. Fist. And you failed a friend once. You will not do so again. And next issue, Iron Fist faces death 50 stories high in the shocker we call The City's Not For Burning. What a terrible title. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> that all right? Well, thoughts on the issue? Well, compared to the issue from last oh. podcast, it's absolutely fantastic. It's the best burn clam on issue so far. That's for sure. Oh yeah, we get some more character development, which is always good. It's always a plus. Uh, we got a, a couple different fights actually. Not all of them fared well for for Danny, but still. And we also got introduced to these plant creatures that live in the same plane of existence as Kun Lung, yep. which do make more than one appearance in several different titles. Yep. And I got to yeah, uh, the art was stellar in this issue. Oh, yeah. Like it was really good, and the writing was good as well. And the the writing did add nice things to the Iron Fist mythos I loved but I think the art was definitely the standout of the issue which isn't saying anything bad about the writing it's just the art was that good and no one mentioned the good book which is always a plus in my eyes yeah (laughs) because it just has made no sense the first two times Uh, Colleen Wing was out of it so she didn't talk like Wolverine and Misty Knight (laughs) Bob Misty Knight refrained from calling anyone Tiger yeah, yeah. Misty was thank 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 the good book that Misty didn't take up too much space in this. Um, no, I don't understand. We have Colleen Wing talking like Wolverine, and we have Misty Knight dropping lines from Sarah Jane. What is going on here? 
I don't know, but we have Iron Fist fighting plant people, so... And losing. Yeah. Yeah. But still good. Still a good issue. Well, I mean, these plant people aren't really pushovers. No, no, not, not when they're part of the entire planet. I'm sure Iron Fist now could take them in, but yeah... Well, tech, probably now he could split the planet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's got so much juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can tap into the Phoenix, Phoenix Force, too. <laughs> Wait, he can tap into the Phoenix Force? Is that a permanent thing? No, it wouldn't uh, be. They're, they're connected. It wouldn't be a permanent thing, though, because otherwise Living Weapon would have gone pretty different. Then again, it's Bendis. Who cares what Bendis writes? Just wreck on that entire run. Yeah, no, really good issue. I really enjoyed it. And I, mm-hmm. I'm i sad to leave this issue, because it was so good. <laughs> I... No, good story, great art, decent color, not the great, not perfect, but decent. And the coloring did pay off in some instances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, really, really awesome stuff. Just, like, yeah, I just can't get over how good Kunlun and all the plants, how good it all looks like. Yes, I'm really impressed. So, I mean, we could keep gushing about this for a while, but I think we've expressed our thoughts. Now, my my one comment here is that you could take that, you can honestly take that first issue with Iron Man that totally sucked ass and throw it out and just rename this one issue one and it would still fit. Yeah, because they don't really get any, I mean... <sighs> There's the anger of the screamer loose end with Stark Industries, but other than that, I think... I th- yeah, but the the whole anger of the screamer angle brought him to a computer room and a fight with Iron Man, and the computer blew up. Yeah. So the only thing you need to take away from that issue one is that they put Colleen on a plane, and she bumped into Steel Serpent. I guess it's just all about sales, 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 you know, like, you got to have them fighting Iron Man for the first issue. And, yeah, I mean, if it was drawn and, like, written a bit better than in Crash Test Iron Man Dummy. Anyway, we've talked about the last issue enough, I think. <laughs> Alright, so, you can get this issue, you can buy it on, well, eBay, or... Or your local comic shop, if they have actual back It's issues. in the first volume of the Iron Fist Epic Collection. It's in the first volume of the Iron Fist Masterworks. It's in the Iron Fist Essentials book. The cheapest option out of those is probably the Epic Collection. Um, if you're in America, though, the Masterworks might be cheaper, but the Masterworks does have half of what the Epic Collection has, so... Um, if the Epic Collection is still the best bet for your money, because yeah. it has the most issues. Exactly. Um... It has all the premiere, it has all of these 15 issues of the Iron Fist series. I believe it has the two-part team-up, what has to do with more Steel Serpent, and and then it has issues 48 to 70 of Power Man and Iron Fist. That's a lot of issues. That that 48 to 70 of Power Man and Iron Fist, that's just the Power Man and Iron Fist epic collection though, isn't it? It's not in the Iron Fist Epic uh, Collection. The Iron Fist Epic Collection collects... Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yep. It collects up to, yeah, the the end of the Davos stuff. So the end of the first Iron Fist series, really. Um, or second, depending on... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have the two-part team-up? It does have the two-part team-up. 
It, it ends at the two-part team-up, I'm pretty sure. Which makes sense. Excellent. So, contact us at Sons of the Dragon podcast at gmail.com. As usual, send us any questions you have about anything, really. It doesn't have to be just Iron Fist related, although being Iron Fist related would also be super, but we are knowledgeable about many other things, like Superman, Ghost Rider, more Ghost Rider, and Hellboy. Um, uh, or if you think we got any of the lore wrong or our pronunciations wrong, or, uh, you know, if you're sick of me hating on Misty Knight, send us an email. Um, if you have any cool, like, fan art or cool, you know, stuff, you can always post it on our Facebook page which is the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon, at Facebook. Our Twitter is at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com, Sons of the Dragon, with hyphens instead of spaces. Our YouTube, just YouTube Iron Fist Podcast. You'll find us really quickly. We are also on Podcast Garden in the literature section. We are on iTunes now. Feel free to rate us. If you rate us less than five stars, please let us know what we're doing wrong so we can fix it and make it a better experience for you. And, last but definitely not least, we are on WordPress. WordPress. WordPress, yeah. Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. <laughs> WordPress.com. And that's where I put all the show notes and everything, so that's a pretty good place to go. Yeah. And yeah, so, next week, we will be doing the third issue of Iron Fist. So until then, may your fist become unto things of iron, and may you smash things. Peace. Peace. And please remember Iron Fist, Misty Knight, and all the other characters are owned by Marvel Comics. Everything we use, we use with the permission of the owners, other than Marvel, obviously. Uh, And we, we don't make a dime doing this, so please don't sue us. And see you in a week.